He is one yeah. of the coolest people I've ever seen at a show. He was at the Cincinnati Comic Expo a few years, and he got down and, like, redid an entire scene from Lord of the Rings for this kid. He absolutely is amazing. He is amazing, and he I got my picture with him, and, and uh, my partner Mark was taking it, and he was like, take your time, my son. Just take your time, my boy. We're fine over here. And I was like, yeah, take your time. <laughs> So he was amazing. We we talked archaeology. We talked, you know, about everything. He is cars. He he could talk about anything. He talked about Sean Connery. Uh, he's he's quite quite awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I I realize most fans realize that he's Gimli from Lord of the Rings, but people like you and me probably know more of Sala from the Indiana Sala. Jones series. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, we didn't talk much about Lord of the Rings. We we didn't quite get there, but we talk about like uh, he did some some B movies like a uh, Chuchicabra and and yep. uh, some wonderful things. And he was an I Claudius, which is one of my favorite things in the world. So we talked about that, and he he was just amazing. So yes, he's also done what the lost the old 1980s Lost World movie, and he also starred in what was it the Sci Fi Channel original movie Sabretooth. Yes. And we talked about how he was he was the uh he was Kingpin in the trial of the Incredible Hulk. But he yeah. went shaved because he was halfway through another uh shooting another movie at the time. And then he was also the voice of Thor in the Incredible Hulk show. So it was you know, we talked about his many his geekdoms and and uh then he just rattles on about whatever he wants to talk about too. So he's uh he was quite amazing. So Sounds like they gave you a full plate from this past weekend. They did, but it was uh, it was uh, wonderful. You know, I got to meet some amazing people. Brett Spiner just is funny, more funnier than you ever think he's going to be. He does a spot on Patrick Stewart impression. Um, I would not have known it wasn't Patrick Stewart had I not been watching him do this. He's got the most amazing blue eyes, which I pointed out, which I didn't mean to. I was just thinking it and said it. And, yeah, so uh, I got teased about that all weekend. And um, it it was great and got to hear lots of impressions and got to hear uh, the emperor say, do it. And uh, Ray Park flipping his his, uh, lightsabers around. And it was was just – and what a great guy Ray Park is. He just – they don't come any nicer than him. Just everybody was so nice. And even, you know, at the last minute they threw, you know, Joffrey, uh, Joffrey in uh, for me to interview. And I was like, oh, I just, but I hated him so much. He is such a nice man. So <laughs> it was, it was, it was fun. So it was, it was a really good weekend. Did you ever see the meme of him where, from where he was in Batman Begins movie and he's like, oh, and- Batman's like, go and do something great. And he's like, I will. I'll become king. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then um, I, I, I uh, asked him if he had seen uh, um, Space Pants, um, the the SNL skit. And he was like, no. So I showed him pictures of, of Peter Dinklage in Space Pants. He said, oh, that's horrifying. And I was like, oh, wait till you watch it. You know, you'll be in tears. So he's like, I know what I'm doing as soon as I leave here. So yeah, um, <laughs> I have to, I have to show him. 
<laughs> well, you don't get a lot of time to rest because you're coming right off of Indiana Comic Con, all those panels, book signings, the traveling and everything, and you're getting a major geek week this week. Yeah, we've got uh, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day with some amazing books coming out. Um, just amazing. You know, you've got Black Widow 3 coming out, um, Poe Dameron number 2 coming out. Yay! Uh, there's this, a new book from Boom called Weavers, um, Space Battle Lunchtime, which looks absolutely adorable. Can't wait. The new Thunderbolts, um, Daredevil Punisher crossovers here. Uh, what else is there? 4001 AD from um, Valiant. You've got, uh, what else? Oh, Empress number two, which I loved. Moon Knight number two, which I loved. Um, Renata Jones, uh, 1%, which is a new book from Image that looks amazing. The new Punisher series. I mean, there's just tons and tons of tons and tons of stuff coming out. Um, so, so yeah, lots to read uh, to get ready for uh, new comic day tomorrow. And then, of course, Flash and Shield tonight uh, to watch. Yeah. And then Thursday is May the 4th Be With You. No, so, it's tomorrow. Same day as New Comic Book Day. Oh, it's the same day. Oh, my gosh. That's right. It's tomorrow. I was thinking it was Thursday. No, Thursday is the day before um, or the day after. So tomorrow is May the 4th be with you. And we've got uh, some sales going on at the store, so we have to do all that. We um, are co-sponsoring a geek comedy night. Um, so we, we're doing prizes and and it's uh, a bunch of, of stand-up comics. We do a lot of stand-up comedy at our at our shop on the second floor, and uh, so a lot of those people at Be Here Now are going are putting on a May the Fourth Be With You show, and we're co-sponsor. And then Thursday is um, uh, get we're ready still, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, then Friday we have to go and pick up everybody at the airport to get ready for. Free comic book day on Saturday. Oh, Thursday night. I know what Thursday is. It's just that little movie, that Civil War movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Thursday movie. night, we're going to see that. We're actually closing the shop early so we can go see that. Um, and then Friday, we pick up everybody at the airport. And then Saturday, we have free comic book day. Which, yeah. of course, guys, you don't realize what we're talking about. Christy is one of the co-owners of this fantastic, amazing comic book store over in Muncie, Indiana. It's the All Year Comic Book Store in Muncie, Indiana. And I will tell you, hands down, I have been at this store. It has become my favorite store. I drive an hour and a half just to go to this store. Trust me. It may be a little trek, but it's so worth it. It is quite nice. I I just uh, was in New York with Amy Chu, and we, in four hours, we went to four comic shops, and the Strand Bookstore, which <laughs> I want one. Um, and I was I was looking around, you know, Forbidden Planet, Midtown Comics, and these stores, and going, you know what? We're doing okay. You know, we don't have all this space. We don't have, you know, the population. But our stores are, I would put my store up against this. So I was, I was feeling pretty proud, pretty saucy. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, all yeah, comics, Muncie, Indiana, 107 North High Street. It's awesome. Uh, beautiful downtown Muncie. We've got a record store next to us. And uh, we're going to have a pretty awesome free comic book day. Uh, yeah, speaking of free comic book day, who all do you got coming for free comic book day? 
Oh, um, me? I'll be there? No. Uh, I will be there. But uh, we have, some of you may have heard of uh, Mark Wade. He has written just about everything you could possibly think of. Right now he's writing Archie. He's writing Black Widow. He's writing The Avengers, The All-New, All-Different Avengers. He's writing Strange Fruit. He's writing Insufferable um, Empire. He's got the new book, uh, Captain Kid, coming up from Aftershock. But he's written Birthright, Kingdom Come, uh, Captain America, Spider-Man. You know, you name it. He's written it. Um, well, I just put so everything. <laughs> yes. He will be. I know. I was putting books out today, and I was like, man, wait, stop writing so much. Uh, you know, Fantastic <laughs> Four, his Daredevil run, still my favorite ever. Um, so just tons and tons. And then we have uh, Josh Williamson, who is the new writer on Flash from DC. But he's written, uh, for Marvel, he wrote Illuminati. He's written, um, he wrote the new Haunted Mansion comic that just came out. I think it's on issue two is now out. Um, he has a couple uh, series, um, creator-owned series called Birthright and Nailbiter, which I love. He did Ghosted. I mean, he's just done a ton. Then we have Kyle Higgins, who uh, currently is writing um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He has written, uh, he was a co-writer on Batman Eternal. He wrote Nightwing. He wrote Batman Beyond. Um, he's just, he's done a ton of stuff. Um, then we have, oh, who's the last one? Oh, that's right, Gail Simone. Um Gail Simone, who is first time in Indiana, and she's coming in, and she is writing Clean Room right now and Surviving Megalopolis, and she wrote Leaving Megalopolis, and she's written Batgirl, and she's written Wonder Woman, and she's written Deadpool. And again, she's one of those that, what haven't you written? Um, she's written a ton. She's an amazing writer. And again, first time in Indiana, so she will be here. And... So those are our four big names. Then we have a couple uh, uh, local artists coming in, um, just putting their stuff up. We have Sterling Clark. Um, my personal favorite is um, is Ryan Scott Clements, who is um, the the artist of of one of a new book I'm writing um, for collaborators. He's he's amazing. He's going places. Um, get a commission while you can afford him. That's what I tell people. Uh, he's just super awesome. We have 3 o'clock. We're going to have the 66 Batmobile um, that will be there. Yeah, the 66 Batmobile will be there. And we've got face painting from the Cornfed Derby Dames, our, our local derby team. We love them. We support them. They're going to end a face paint. We've got yoga demonstrations from Studio Exhale. Uh, Dance Downtown Records is going to be playing music. Um, so he'll be rocking out the place, and he's going to have, like, record cleaning, you know, guy cleaning records for you, and he's got an Elvis impersonator. What? What? Uh, so I know, right? It's just going to be an amazing, amazing day. Um, and That's for this Saturday. So That's this Saturday, Saturday from 11 to 6, and like you said, free comics. Yep, and the, uh, the four people will be, will be signing from 12 to 4. I figured four hours is long enough. Um, so that's kind of exhausting sitting there all day. Um, so yeah, um, it's going to be amazing. 
there's some and there's some great free comics out this year. Um, besides, I, I mean, we've got just for Mark Wade alone, you've got um, a new Avenger story uh, with the introduction of Wasp, which is going to be amazing, and uh, Archie. So, so yeah, I love free comics. It, seriously, free comic book day is like the greatest invention ever. Yeah, it's it is awesome. It's exhausting, uh, but it's awesome. So. Most definitely. It's going to be a fun day. Oh, with all these amazing creators, plus local talent, plus the 66 Batmobile. I'm not sure. The yoga thing is going to be awesome. I'm just going to watch, though. Seriously. (laughs) Well, (laughs) down at Studio Exhale, which is two doors down from us, they're doing a a yoga with cats. Um, So cats from the local shelter, they bring them in. You do yoga. All the cats are for adoption. So, and all the money for the for doing the yoga goes to benefit the shelter. So, it's a great idea. They're awesome people. So, we do whatever we can to support them. But strange self, don't get new kitten. I already have three. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> now, you mentioned something about being someone that's working on a comic. You are a comic creator. You have this amazing comic that I've got my hands on called The Damnation of Charlie Wynwood. Yes. It's awesome. I like it. I absolutely love and adore it. It's a fantastic drama comic, which really introduced key and challenging themes, which will have every reader really questioning their own personal views and how they would react if they were walking in the shoes of Charlie Wormwood. And so I always wanted to ask, what is your inspiration from this comic? Where did you get your inspiration of it from? Uh, Well, I taught in prison for eight years. Um, And I have a co-writer, and he and I kind of, uh, co-plotted the first like few um, few issues, uh, so we kind of decided kind of what we wanted to have to do. Then he had got a real job, but since we created it together, I, I kept him on as co-writer. Um, that's all I feel. That's only proper. So, but Chris and I both taught in prison. We actually became friends when uh, because we both taught in prison, and. Um, I was there for about eight years. I think he was there, if if not for as long as I was, almost as long. Um, He may have started a year after I did or or a year or two after I did. I'm not sure. But but we taught, and um, you hear lots of stories while you're in prison. Not, you know, not in prison, but teaching in prison. I always have to be careful because I'll say, hey, when I was in prison, I learned this. And people look at me like, what? Uh, What are you going to show us? Um, no, no, not that. Uh, so uh, they decided to end the program. Um, I had already um, put in my, my resignation from the program because I was um, going to get my doctorate. So I did. I couldn't do both. I, I was taking a, an assistantship, so I couldn't teach. Um, you can only teach one class, and it had to be on campus. So... Uh, I put in my I had to I had to quit, but at the same time they decided to stop the program. So I got to teach to the very end at least. And they lost funding. So Chris and I would meet for coffee every so often just to catch up, see what was happening, and he said, I think we should write a book. And I said, About prison? And he said, Well yeah, we we should put these stories in somehow and you know, because they're we have such great stories. And I said, Well, how about if we write a comic? Because I'm a comic scholar, and um, I read some of the things that people 
say about comics. And, and I'm like, I, I don't think that's really what the artist or the writer, you know, meant. So I kind of wanted to see for myself if I'm going to look at these comics and, and, and say hidden meanings, I want to be able to really know what goes into this whole process. So I said, let's do a comic. And he said, okay, I don't know anything about it, but okay. So we put a pitch together and sent it into Thrillbent, and they said yes, the online um, comic um, site. Right, they said yes. It was online comic first, right? I'm so, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a web comic. It still is a web comic on on Thrillbent. Um, and so, and it, you can buy it on on Comicsology and a couple places, I guess now. Um, but so we we put this together and. Uh, I went through a bunch of artists looking for them, and and uh, our editor Mark was showing me a bunch of different art, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. And then I saw cheese art and went, yep, that's it, that's who I want, that's it. I don't need to look at anybody else. Um, she is is from Malaysia. He's amazing. He's exactly what I wanted. He's it was perfect. We sent him some character descriptions. He sent some pictures back. I was like, how did you reach into my head and 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 get this idea out? Um, it was perfect. So uh, we started writing the comic and um, and it started getting a lot of attention. And we went to I, I started getting invited to a lot of conventions. And I I was wondering what what am I going to do with these conventions because I don't have anything to sell. I I do an online comic, you know. So I decided I was going to print the first issue. Um, just an ash can, just to have something to sell at conventions and have something to sign. And Dynamite came over and looked at it and said, wait a minute, I thought I thought Image was putting this out. And I said, no, I haven't submitted it anywhere. It's just my own thing. And he said, well, we want it. He said, two of the people in our office are huge fans of this. And I was like, okay. So we talked. They put out the first five issues, and it was great. And... Um, but then Thrillbent had done a deal with IDW to put out a lot of their comics. And since my contract was up after that fifth issue, um, I felt that I needed to honor what Thrillbent had done. So um, I, we, you know, departed uh, from, from Dynamite, all with good, happy feelings. We all love each other still. And IDW will be putting the rest of it out this fall. It will be titled The Damnation of Charlie. Um, we're dropping the wormwood just because it's very long. Right. And and it's going to be uh, a remastered color version. So Chi is doing a color wash over all of his beautiful art, and it will be even more amazing. Oh, yeah. The color. Okay, first off, the fact that it really wasn't black and white was absolutely amazing. She has an impeccable illustrated style that makes each character feel all the more real. And it's really cool to watch how it is because when you really start reading the comic, it's like you're watching a television show, which is absolutely fantastic. But knowing that it's now going to be revamped and in color, I think it's really going to pop it even more. Yeah. It kind of, the only bad thing is for the very last, the very final panel, I had this really great idea, and I was like, that was going to be the only panel in all of it that had color. And I was like, it's really going to, you know, make it go pow. And I'm like, oh, but wait. You know, now, now you that I won't have that impact. So we're going to do that for the online version. 
but you can you know. do a variant issue where it's all black and white, except for that one panel on Have a Still Cow. Just saying. I know. It was just like, ugh. But anyway, so my inspiration basically came from prison, from the prison stories. Um, we were all being from um, they, we, I was always being asked, you know, hey, can you sneak this in? Can you bring this in? And I'm always like, hmm, let me think about it. No, you know, <laughs> I, let, let me. I don't. I'm not going to give up everything that I've I've you know possibly ever had, um, you know, to to see if I can make a hundred bucks to bring in some cigarettes. And they're like, well, we can show you how to do it. I'm like, that's not even the point. It's oh, illegal. Lord. You know, and they're like, what? You know, so. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you know. It's it's like when they said, well, weren't you ever in a gang, Miss Blanche? And I was like, um, Mr. Rogers Hood Neighborhood Gang. That's it, <laughs> you know. So it's, um, it's you can see you're in the oh yeah gang now. You can just say yeah, that. That's yeah, my work. The oh yeah gang. I just it's it's but it, but the the thing is is what I realized when I taught in there is how lucky I was and how sheltered I was from all this. You know the the closest I'd seen gangs was on TV, and these people, you know, it's just what a different upbringing they had. And if if this is how you're brought up, and all you know are gangs, or you know this, and you don't have a chance. Um, then you don't have a chance. Uh, one of one guy that I met, I said, "You seem you're really smart. You seem with it. Why are you in here?" He said, "Well, Miss B, if when you grew up where I grew up, you either joined a gang or they killed you. So here I am." And I was like, "Okay, um, I didn't have to do that. You know, I didn't have to go through that or make those decisions." Um, and and those are, you know, those are hard decisions to make. And, and sometimes, you know, everybody always says, well, you always have a choice. You know what? Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you yep. really don't have that choice. And a lot of the people that I met really did not have a choice. But they were making that choice to get an education. And I was so proud of all of them for that. And I would tell them the very first day, you know, this is, this is you're turning over a new leaf. You're making this 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 decision. I'm very proud of you. Um, so I don't care what you did, what got you here. This is where your new life starts right now. So let's not waste this chance. And, yeah, you know, this is their I had opportunity to finally yeah. make this, a decision that they never had before. Exactly. And, and some of them, you know, you could tell we're going to make of it. And some of them you knew weren't. Um, you know, some people can't change, but a lot of them can. And, and I've heard from several students after they've been released and and just, you know, thanking me. And, and um, it's it's just really some of the, some of the students I had will never get released. They were they were in there for life. Um, but what they were doing with their life while they were in there, you know, they were doing things to learn so that they could um, better themselves so that, you know, they could learn something to make a difference in someone else's life. So, you know. I got a lot of grief from it, from teaching in there, but I I learned so much more than I could have ever taught any of them. So, you know, I, I would. Hmm. It was not easy every day. It was not. There were some really hard days, um, and then but the good ways. You know, the good the good days outweighed the bad, and and uh, I always felt like I was doing something good for someone. 
um, I like teaching in the, you know, college classroom too on campus, but, you know, I know most of those people, you know, have somebody paying for their college or, you know, they have, they, they're there, they always knew they were going to go. Um, here it was like, it was every person there, you know, I could make a difference. Um, right. So, but I still like teaching well, on campus too. So they're, they're, they're two different two different things. I, I just love teaching, period. So, Okay, is there anything you don't do? I mean, you're an educator, a comic scholar, a comic book store owner, a comic book author. I, I don't a iron. <laughs> I don't iron. No. Isn't there um, anything when you just take a wet rag and throw it in your clothes that are still in the dryer? That's what I do. Own? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I do. Or, yeah, or just go, hmm, um, it's just dirty again. Just keep washing it until it just goes away. No, I did. I hate ironing. One time I got, I got an iron out. My son was, I don't know, he was like eight. He goes, what's that, mom? I was like, this is an iron. This is what you use to iron patches onto things. Because that's what I was using it for. <laughs> to iron clothes. We had a patch, you know. And he's like, cool. And my mom just shaking her head at me. She's like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry. It's you know, it's what it's for. So, yeah. I just want to give a shout out to my mom now. So now you can see where I'm going to be in my future because <laughs> I'm the exact same person. <laughs> What's this for? I think I thought there's a home improvement. It's like a weapon, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you <know>. So you were talking about being a comic scholar. What is a comic scholar? A comic scholar is that's that's a good question. That is um, actually uh, kind of what my dissertation is about. Um, so, um, comic scholars are people who either use comics to teach in the classroom or they study comics and write papers for publication about them. So, or books. So, you know, oh. right now I would consider Paul Levitz a scholar. He's he's teaching and um, he has written a wonderful book on Will Eisner, nominated for an Eisner Award um, this uh-huh. year. Um, he would be one. Uh, Nick Susanis, who was the first person to ever do a dissertation in comic book form. Um, he is a comic book scholar. Um, there's a new comic study society group um, where if you consider yourself a comic scholar, you can join. Um, that that was started. I just um, they just had elections, and I am um, on the board. I was elected as member member at large uh, with another one of my friends, Matthew Smith, not the doctor, but um, <laughs> he is a doctor. Uh, he is also a comic scholar. He teaches uh, communications. He's written several books about comics. Um, he takes people out to San Diego every year to do little uh, mini ethnographies. Uh, he's quite amazing. Carol Tilly is on that board also, another comic book scholar who's a librarian, who uh, as soon as they opened the papers of Frederick Wortham, who wrote Seduction of the Innocent, um, he went, uh, she went in there and looked at all of his work and found out that he had falsified a lot of the studies and the numbers weren't correct and he made things up and, you know, basically proved what we all knew um, without documentation that he was a jerk, but she proved, you know, used the documentation to show, yeah, yeah, he is a jerk. Um, So that was great. 
you know, she's she's a comic <laughs> scholar, so she's on the board. So there's there's just a whole whole group of comic scholars out there, people who are trying to get comics into academics and show the world that you know comics are just as valuable as as Shakespeare. Because you know what really the are. thing is, Shakespeare was pot, and people say, well, it's popular culture. So is Shakespeare. Shakespeare wasn't writing this to be known forever. Shakespeare was writing it to pay the rent. You know, so Charles Dixon, he was, or Dixon, Charles Dickens, he was writing, you know, serialized um, stories, again, to pay the rent. He wasn't doing it to, you know, make these great works of art, happens that he did, but, you know, you can't tell me that Alan Moore's Swamp Thing isn't a great, a great literary work of art. Um, It's amazing. Oh, it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite comics ever. I absolutely love and adore it. Yeah, it's, but, it's in, it's no, in my I, top five. I totally agree with you guys pushing comics out there, especially for the fact that I am, like, allergic to books. I really am. Like, uh, that no, absolutely not. And I, as me as a child, what got me to be able to read were actually comic books. Mm-hmm. And and you'll find that that's a story with a lot of people is that they read they read with comics, and they have large vocabularies. And comic uh, book readers are some of the smartest people I know because um, you're using your whole brain. You're you're really you're you're deciding what happens in that gutter between the pictures. You know you're putting your, more of yourself into it. Um, but it's 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 really a great medium. And while I'm a huge fan of prose books, also. Um, I there's certain things that, you know, I don't want to read um, my dinner with Andre in a comic book form. That's just not my idea of what a comic book is supposed to be. There's certain, you know, things, genres that work best in comics, I think. Um, there can be anything, okay. but I, just, I don't want to see two people sitting around having a discussion. Um, no. That's just, that's just not, it's just my cup, not my cup of tea. I'm sure somebody would love it. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but I, I, Comics are so so great, um, and it's like sometimes they're just such enjoyable experiences. I, I just read um, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Oh my gosh, from Black Mass Studios, it is one of the most enjoyable experiences I have had reading a comic book. It's it was so much fun. It uses the medium so well. The story is so fresh. It's it was just an absolute joy to read that book. Uh, I just I I can't even. It was just so much fun. Um, so, you know, that's I'm I'm a big fan of of comics. I'm a big fan of of all books, but especially comic books. I have to agree with you on the comic books. There are don't get me wrong. There are a few books that I will read, but I stick more with comic books. And I think it's more of the I can't sit down for more than five minutes issue. Yeah. Yeah, like no, I, and I understand that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do, Miss. I've got 45 panels on this convention, and then I have to go run and go do this, and then. <laughs> yeah, you still busy, very... but yeah, I like to be busy. Um, although this week I, I could I could take a little downtime, but you know, um, yeah, it's it's we're still unpacking from from the convention and and then trying to get all the stuff ready for comic book day and and uh so 
so yeah, and then I, I take a few minutes here and there to you know go pick up my daughter from school, take her to school, you know. My son usually makes Luna. dinner, so. And don't forget to take care of Luna. Oh yes, Luna dog. She's usually with me at the shop though too. Our shop dog Luna. She's the cutest dog in the world. I just adore her. Um, <laughs> she was there today with us, just greeting everybody and you know being a little pest, but she's a, she's a cute pest. Now she's exhausted. She's so cute. She is she is just so adorable, and I love her to pieces. I really do. Even though she did have that really strange look when she go walk through the door. Of, then I yeah, she was like, "What is what is that? Why is there a dog? Not a cat? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't understand. She's a dog. She thinks she's a human. She thinks the cats are those are the pets. You see. Um, right now, she's being, being been obsessed with my son. Um, just moved back into the house and. And he has a snake, and she cannot stop looking at that snake. And uh, she, he closes the door to his room, and she wants in because she wants to be able to look at that snake. She just does not know what to think about that. So, Well, be uh, glad she's a dog and not a cat because I know somebody who had a snake once. Their cat actually knocked the lid off so they could lay with the snake. Huh. Well, yeah, and I don't think our snake cat got away. be doing that. Yeah. I think our cats won't be doing that. Um, our cats could really care less. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Whereas hey, Luna's just huh? You have cats too? I have two cats. Yeah, I have Impulse and uh, Black Cat. Her real name's Harley, but I call her Black Cat for after Spider Man. So <laughs> it's a black cat. It's a black cat. <laughs> yeah. So it's Black Cat and Impulse. So. Now, one of my favorite things about you is you're a huge Star Wars fanatic. Absolutely huge yes. Star Wars fanatic, to say yes. the very least. And so we about Poe number two. <laughs> Did yes. you hear the rumor that they're upgrading BB-8 to a life-size version? I did hear that, and that it's going to be able to do, like, the, the R2, because I have the, the R2 that, you know, you can call over and it'll bring a drink. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that they're going to be doing that. And um, I think that. That's a, a must. Um, I mean, for the shop, I think that's something that we would we would have to have um, for you know PR purposes. Yeah. You know, what would be really cool is if they got him to be able to do the holographic thing, where like you could put like this Blu-ray of the new Star Wars in there, and he would put it on a projection screen. That would be really cool. That would, or just the thumbs up. I'm okay with just even the thumbs up. So. That would be awesome too. <laughs> Speaking of, I know you have the little BBA. Have you watched Star Wars with him yet? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's adorable. Oh, my gosh. The scene where Han should have really shot first is the cutest. He just made me cry. Yeah. Uh, it's He's he's adorable. Um, now, I just would like a, a real life-size Poe to go with it. Um, not the stand-up one. I have that one. I want the, the real one. You want the real thing. That uh-huh. might get a little expensive, but we'll see what we can do. <laughs> I've got lots. Of, I can give plasma. I'm okay with that. So You should have invited him to free comic book day. Oh, I, I trust me, I would have. Everybody says, who do you want us to invite to the convention? I'm like, why do you even ask? You know what my answer is going to be? I want Robert Vaughn. <laughs> I want Oscar <laughs> Isaac. I'm done. <laughs> 
Someday. Someday. Someday yeah. it will happen. I mean, the moment I see, I, I can see you trolling through all the different conventions and those two end up at a convention. You're like, we are going. We're not guests. <laughs> I don't care if we're going. We're going to, to I accepted the invitation to AwesomeCon because Peter Capaldi will be there. So <gasps> we, did, we didn't need any other conventions this year. We're like totally booked. And uh, AwesomeCon sent an invite and I was like, well, I'm just going to look to see. And I went up. Oh, Nope, we're going to this one. <laughs> and he's like, no, we don't need to go to another convention. I don't care. We're going, you know. So crazy. Mark and I, Mark and I, yeah, we travel together. So it's like if I get invited somewhere, he goes. If he gets invited somewhere, I go. Um, usually people understand we're kind of a package deal now. And uh, so they, they put an invitation out to both. And, and that's what happened at, at, at AwesomeCon. I got the invite, and I'm like, we're going. I'm sorry. So there's a rule here. If you have a convention and you just would love to have Christy Blanche and Mark Wade at your show, but you don't know how to get it, she just told you how to invite them to the show. I mean, there are very few people that I would do that for. I mean, it would, it has to be, you know, if it was Robert Vaughn, I would, I would do anything. I I am absolutely 100% obsessed with Robert Vaughn. I have, I, it's shameless. I, I, it's, it's awful. Um, he's, you know, he's a background on my phone. It's like I have so much man from Uncle stuff. It's not even funny. Mark's totally okay with it. You know, um, you know, we have it set so that anything with Robert Vaughn on TV records. You know, it's, it's, it's awful. It's, it's really, really pathetic. But I love him so much. Um, so I just, he's. I could just my music, my guy. Now. I could just see somebody with a convention now. Dear Miss Blanche and Mr. Wade, <laughs> we would love to have you at our show, but we can't afford your traveling. We can't afford your food. We can't even give you a free table or your hotel room. But hey, Robert Vaughn's going to be here because we're spending all our money on him, and we'll let Christy moderate his panel. Would you come? Um, <laughs> I I would go in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. <laughs> I have a one guy was like. And he, this one guy did almost get Robert Vaughn, but he's decided to not do any more conventions, unfortunately. Um, Robert hasn't, has, and, and that makes me sad. Um, someday, though, I, I'm still holding out hope. Um, and he, he almost had him, and I was like, I will help raise money to, for you to pay for him. I don't care what it costs. He's just, he's adorable. I just, I, I just love everything about him. Um, I feel the same way about about Peter Falk, but unfortunately, he's passed away. So, um, right. those those would be my two. And then, you know, Oscar Isaac is is just adorable. Um, he's just adorable, but he he's no Robert Vaughn. I mean, who is? You know. Uh, so, yeah, but so Capaldi is. Get up on Sir, tweet Mr. Vaughn and tell him that he has to do one more show <laughs> just so Christy can meet him. <laughs> Capaldi is—he's a doctor, so I'm all, I also have a thing for for the doctors. I've I've met several of them, and and uh, I I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, like huge. It's not even funny. Oh, you um, you definitely get the title of a Whovian. You're definitely a Whovian yeah. in the store. Um, yeah, in fact, after um, at the store, uh, so Titan Comics, who they put out the Doctor Who comics, uh, they have a Doctor Who day in July. So starting. Um, the Wednesday after that in July, we're starting Doctor Who nights. It's called. We're calling it a date with the Doctor. 
um, and it's on Wednesday nights, and we're starting all the Doctor Who's back from 1963 forward. So all the ones that, that we have copies of, because some of them they've lost. Um, right. So some of them we're going to watch. They, they've reconstructed them a little bit with, like, some, you know, with animation and things, so we'll watch those. Um, so we're going to watch all the way from 1963 forward. If we do it uh, every Wednesday night, it'll take us like two and a half years to get up to the present. Um, but, you know, hey, I'm in no hurry. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't think the doctor's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. he's. Uh, well, we don't get any new Doctor Who this year until uh, Christmas. So we have time. Yeah. Plus, you know, I'm really disappointed because they took it off of Netflix and I didn't get to finish the last season. Oh, it's so good. Um, I know. Yeah. So every it's, movie has their favorite doctor. Who's yours? Oh, that's a hard question. Uh, Peter Davidson's always going to be my doctor because um, when I was young, my mom, and I blame her for my sense of humor and my weirdness, um, would let me stay up and watch Monty Python, Monty <gasps> Python's Flying Circus. And yes. on after that was Doctor Who. So then... If I was really good, um, she would let me stay up, which meant if I said, Mom, please, I love Doctor Who. She was like, okay, because um, she loved Doctor Who. She loved Monty Python. So we would watch in the kitchen so we wouldn't, you know, nobody else would know because <laughs> I was supposed to be in bed. Um, so, yeah, so, and, and he was my first doctor. So I love him. Um, he will always be my doctor. Um, and then it, it was, you know, it's like all of all the new doctors. I, I really love uh, Christopher Eccleston. I, I love David Tennant. Um, Capaldi has stolen my heart uh, of the new doctors. Uh, I, I just, well, one, he played, you know, he was in, in the thick of it, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. I, I just adore him. He was also played George in a, in a movie about the Beatles and George is my favorite Beatle. And uh, and he just has that look, and he took the whole kind of David Bowie look um, and made it to his own. And I'm also a huge David Bowie fan, so that kind of uh, cemented it for me. He just, I just think he's just adorable. Um, he's, you know, is, as Christopher Eccleston would say, he's fantastic. Uh, so he, I, he's kind of my, my, he's my favorite of the new doctors. Although, you know, I mean, David Tennant, it's, it's hard to beat him. Um, but it's it's definitely Davidson is my my all time favorite. Uh, so. David Tennant, oh, oof. he's a just, he is just he's, you know, yeah. And his seasons wrecked me, especially all oh, the Rose No wrecked wrecked wrecked. Yep, absolutely. Oh wrecked. yeah, I I still I still cry when that happens. So, not that I watch them over and over again, but uh. Yeah, you know, of course. And like, and and my favorite companion, you know, uh, besides Sarah Jane, who I love, um, I love uh, Donna. Donna Noble, I think, is just one of the greatest characters. Um, I just not, love her. not just supply from the Doctor or anything, but she was fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, she was just she was great. I just uh, she was just wonderful. So. Oh, she really was, and it was. I'll be honest. So I haven't had the opportunity to fall in love with Capote yet because I haven't been able to finish anything thanks to Netflix because I don't have television. I have Netflix and Internet. and It's on Amazon so. Prime. So Yeah, but that costs money. 
I I can't do without my Amazon Prime, so. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if my mom or one of my friends gets it, that's a different story. My Netflix account's my mom, so. (laughs) She doesn't use it. I take full responsibility of letting her spend the money and I can watch it. There you go. (laughs) But I... um, I was like you. I watched Doctor Who as a kid, didn't real, but the difference is, is where you were old enough to know what it was. I was mm-hmm. not. I just thought it was some dude in a really goofy-looking scarf because mine was Baker. Yeah. And it's on PBS. Yep. So he's on, like, after Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers and stuff. So. so I grew up like you did, and then when it got revamped, a couple of friends of mine dragged me back into it, and I went, oh, yeah, I remember this stuff. That looks kind of familiar. Oh, yeah. I remember. Go figure. I can remember stuff. I can remember that stuff, but don't ask me what 2 plus 2 is because I don't remember anything from math class in in school. It's 4. It's 4? I thought it was 5. Man, I was wrong again. (laughs) So, other than everything going on this week, what are your next couple of conventions that you're planning on going to? Oh, um... See, um, I would look at my phone, but I'm on it. Uh, so uh, this weekend's free comic book day, and then there's a weekend off, and then we go up to our other store, Aya Comics in Skokie, um, for a Mark Wade Alex Ross signing, and then I don't know. I know Indie Popcon's coming up soon, and. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't even believe I don't even know where I'm going next. Um, <laughs> That's when you know you have a busy schedule, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I got up to the end of this week. That's about it. I know. It's just, it's it's sad. Um, I'm looking at my schedule here. I know I have it here. Oh, wrong button. Um, so, Indiana Comic Con, and then, let me look at the month view. Well, let me ask you this while you're looking. Oh, Awesome Con. Awesome Con is the the 1st of June. And then um, Indie Pop Con is the 17th, 18th, and 19th of June. And then at the store, we're having on the 22nd, uh, we're having an Archie signing with um, Mark Wade and the amazing new Archie artist, Veronica Fish who I have fallen in love with, and I just want to fold her up and put her in my pocket and carry her around with me. And then we're taking July is kind of we're taking it off. I just, we needed some time. Uh, Right. I'm working on my dissertation, so that's my my dissertating month. Um, Because I've got to finish it at some point. Um, Then we have Boston Comic Con, we have Baltimore Comic Con, we have Cincinnati Comic Con. And then we're doing Richmond Comic Con and then the Midwest Toy and Comic Show. Ah. Uh, so I think that kind of is it because we tried to go light this year. We haven't done well with that. Um, but we tried <laughs> to go to go lighter this year. We had, I think, some 20-some conventions last year, and we just it just got too much. But with, you know, trying to be around for the shop and, and, and getting the dissertation done, we decided, you know, we need at least one month where you take off. So that is going to be our July. 
Well, even if you're taking off in July, are you going to do anything like a not at San Diego Comic-Con type thing at the store? We're doing not at San Diego. I know this is the first year we haven't been to Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con in I don't even know how long, and it's wonderful. Um, nothing against San Diego Comic-Con. I love it when I'm there, but it's so but there's so much pressure getting ready for it, and it's so big, and it's so many people, and it's just, it's, you know, I, I, I think my hair turns grayer every year. Um, so, so yeah, so we're, we're taking that off. So we kind of, we don't even have much planned at the store. We're going to kind of just kind of be taking some time. I mean, we'll still do, we do our kids club. We'll have our Doctor Who movie night, you know, on Wednesdays. So, you know, that's always going to be there. And then the the third Sunday of every month is our kids club. And, and I'm sure we'll, we'll throw a signing in there somewhere. I know Colin Bunn wants to come do a signing. Maybe we'll do that in July. Um, so we'll do, we'll do something, but it's going to really kind of be a, a take it easy month because I've, I've got to get, I've got to sit yeah, down with some, with, with some un, uninterrupted time. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, answering emails where I can just sit down for a half hour at a time and, and write and write and write, you know, these emails, I've got to like get in the mode and, Okay, I need to, I need to figure this out. I need to do this, and I have to like really study these things. So I need like you know hours and hours and and a few days in a row to get right. to get some of that stuff to get and that. And plus, I've got I've got a few pitches out for different books. Um, so I kind of want to be able to give them some time. Um, you know, Ryan, like I said, Ryan uh, Clements and I are working on uh, two books. One's called Resolute Bay. It's going to be amazing. Um, and so we're we're close to finding a home for it, um, really, really close. And uh, we've got another book that we're we're going to uh, we're putting a pitch together right now on, and uh, it's it's, a, it's also amazing. I'm like, I can't wait to read this book. Oh wait, I have to write it, but I can't wait to write this book so I can read it. Um, that's how I always know an idea is is I think is good because if I can't wait to read that book, then then I'm, it makes me excited. Uh, so so it'll give me some time to you know do that. And, and there's only um, one in August, but you know we've got August is school starting back and and my kid's birthday and you know all that. So it's getting used to some things. And then we've got several in in September and a couple in October. And you know we'll. Well, I'm happy to hear that the one in September you're going to is in my neck of the woods. Yes, the Cincinnati one. Uh, yeah, we had Tony Moore to the shop. Um, he came up for a signing, and he was like, we had such a good time. They're such great people. Um, and his daughter is just adorable. Um, and so, um, Emmy Lou. And so she cried when, when they were leaving. And so I said, well, we'll come see you. And they're like, come to our show. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> we will be at the show. Easiest decision ever. <laughs> yeah. I will do it. Just don't cry. Um, yeah, I still got it. She loves Black Widow. She had a Black Widow party. Um, so I've got to get a, a Black Widow, um, some of those comics over to her. I need to get get those sent off that's that just reminded me so oh well i'm glad i could help <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i'm gonna warn you you're since you're going to the cincy comic-con you do have to go hang out with me because it's a special weekend on top of comic-con which is my birthday 
Oh, okay. Yeah, happy birthday, Ben. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> no, trust me. Once you once you get through my first birthday, you'll never forget it. It's a, it, my my birthday's nine eleven. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I can remember that. <laughs> Most people do, but that just means I'm just warning you. You're in my neck of the woods. I don't have to travel an hour and a half. Which, by the way, have you ever noticed? Every time I travel to your store, there's always weather. Yes, I have noticed that. It's like, I'm going to test to see if you're actually really wanting to come here or not. Thanks for the test. Can we stop now? (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's a little crazy. Uh, But you know what? To go to the All Yes store in the beautiful Muncie, Indiana, it is worth the weather. It is. It really is. It really is. So real quickly, because I know the flash is coming on, shield is coming on, (laughs) and it's TV time. Real quickly, where can people find out more about you and All Yeah Comics Store in Muncie? We have we're um, All Yeah Comics dot um, com on online. We have our page All Yeah Muncie, um, All Yeah Comics Muncie um, on Facebook. We're at All Yeah Muncie on Twitter. I am at All Yeah Christy. I'm at Christy Blanche on Twitter. Uh, you can find us, you know, there. That's usually where we are. Uh, I think it's Christina Blanche on Facebook. Yeah. I I should probably make all those the same, but it's one of those things. Um, It's kind of late now. It's already done. (laughs) Yeah, it's done. done. Um, I I have a web page, but I haven't haven't put it together yet. I have the the name, you know, ChristinaBlanche.com, but there's nothing there. Um, But I pay for it. (laughs) It's just one of those things that... After the dissertation's up, then maybe I'll I'll get to that. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> One thing at a time. So, yeah. Well, but I want to see everything is Christy Blanche uh, on Twitter is where you can always find me. So um, all yeah, Muncie on Twitter, Christy Blanche on Twitter, all yeah, Comics Muncie on Facebook, Christina Blanche on Facebook, and www.allyeahcomics.com. Go yes. check this stuff out. You will not regret it. And of course, Christy, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your extremely exhausting week and all your busy schedule to spend some time with me. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, anything, anything for you. Aw, y'all heard that, right? Just so you yeah. know when <laughs> Life Size BB-8 comes out. Can I borrow that? Just remember, she said anything. I'm okay. just going to... <laughs> and, of course, everybody who want to learn more about AGP, we're live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head over to Facebook at Amanda Gillen Presents, and you can follow us over on the website, amandagillenpresents.com, and LadyVader79 is the Twitter tag. And Gillen is spelled like William, but with a G instead of a W. And on that note, everybody, you'll have a wonderful night. And remember, comic books are real books, too. Give them a shot. You'll be amazed with the imaginations your children will have just from reading them. On that note, y'all have a great night. Bye. Bye.